0: You're listening to I Got That One,
1: presented by Tom and Ivan.
0: Well, I tell you what, Paxman definitely came here ready to throw hands.
1: Oh yeah, why did you that what makes you say that?
0: He was throwing so much shade left, right, and centre.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was. he was. He was. He was
0: in a combative mood this episode.
1: <laughs> a lot of uh, under the breath mutterings. Yeah, he was that most I didn't quite snide catch. Comments. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, it is what it is. Hey everybody, it's episode 12 now
1: Mm -hmm. of University Challenge and have I got that one.
0: Indeed, indeed. So this time we have um,
1: Dundee versus the Royal Northern College of Music.
0: That is correct or RNCM as it's more kind of truncated version is known. Yeah. And I was kind of rooting for them this time mm-hmm. because for two reasons. One, it's one of the rare appearances we have of a conservatory of music. Yes. And you have to kind of treasure these moments when you have very specialized institutions taking part.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Courtauld uh, from two years ago. And I think last year we had the Royal Academy of Music.
0: Yeah, the London-based one. Yeah. Which unfortunately didn't get past the first round. But yeah. every now and then they uh, really su- take you by surprise.
1: Because they're really kind of an underdog team. Because it's oh, sure. so specialized in, in something and in, in, in it's really nice to see them do pretty well at other subjects as well
0: yeah and when they do well it's always just it's kind of like when Leicester w- won the Premier League in, back in 2016 right I'm sure trust me it is <laughs> but the second reason why I'm rooting for them is because they're based in Manchester oh yes and since unfortunately Manchester will not be progressing past the first round this mm-hmm. time around mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping that they at least a Manchester-based institution would be, you know, making its way through.
1: Yeah, that's very good to know. But
0: um, let's meet these teams.
1: Yes, so on the Dundee side, we had Philip doing anatomy, Russell doing pharmacology, Stonier, the captain, doing a PhD in microbiology, and Spurrell doing medicine. So not only STEM-heavy, but very medical, kind of medicine-heavy.
0: Indeed, I get the feeling that that's probably a very, either a famous school or it's a very large institution for uh, medicine based uh, Yeah, it definitely seems so. Also, I have to say before we go on, Russell looks a lot like Maisie Williams. Does she? Well, she kind of looks like it to me.
1: Oh, yeah. I didn't think of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's just what I thought and I couldn't get out of my head. But yeah,
1: now that you mention it, she does a little.
0: Yeah, with longer hair, that's the main thing because right. for most of Game of Thrones, you have very really short hair. Yeah, so yeah. So you have to kind of get your head around that. Yes. But anyway, enough about that. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the RNCM team.
1: So on that side, we had Caru doing classical piano and mm-hmm. again, we very interesting um, disciplines across all the across the team for sure and yeah Will's doing composition Crisp the captain doing an MA in vocal studies and opera yeah and Robart's doing a PGD in vocal studies and opera. All of which are so interesting. And if someone cares to to comment on our socials or send us an email explaining what all this means, I would I would listen. I'd be really interested in finding out.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'd like to know what a full degree program is for composition. Yeah, or
1: classical piano or vocal mm. studies and opera. I mean, wow. What's your yeah. final exam like? And you write papers. You know, <laughs> what's <laughs> your project work like?
0: <laughs> yeah, your coursework is to prepare... To performing the Royal Albert um, during the last time of the prom I don't
1: know maybe that's the stereotype that we have I'm sure there's so much more that goes into it that, that we could only hope to understand but yeah if someone wants to explain that to us I'd be, I'd yeah, be all please. Years.
0: this is a world which is entirely foreign to us so we would be more than happy to be educated yeah if uh, you are so inclined so let's talk about the questions and I feel like at least the first few questions were a little bit more straightforward this time around yeah
1: I thought not just the first few but quite a few questions across Mm. the match were pretty, I wouldn't say easy, but yeah, a little bit straightforward. Um, I would say there were some that were really easy. Oh yeah, like what? Like uh, the first chapter of the Harry Potter series. I mean, everyone, everyone knows that, right? Yvonne,
0: I'm sorry (laughs) to tell you that uh, it's now been... 25 years since the first book came out? Oh it's my God. It's almost classical literature now.
1: <laughs> that's true. And and these kids, in their young in their early 20s.
0: Um... Quite a few are younger than the first Harry Potter book at this point.
1: Mm, that's, yeah. That, yeah, that puts things into perspective. How does that make you feel, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Well, I understand now. I understand now. So we're not as easy as, as uh, I would have thought then.
0: Yeah. By the way, I just want to say, trans lives matter. Let's move on. Okay. I just need to say whenever I have to mention um, books by that person okay anywho yes uh, so let's talk about the questions a bit more since we started with that there were quite a few that I liked because they were kind of really fitting kind of my interests so there were quite a few history rounds I think this time around yes yes Yeah. we had ones about uh, the year 1666 specifically yeah which it was interesting Mm. Um, wish that maybe they had a chance to look beyond just the Europe because it was a very Mm. Europe focused question
1: yeah yeah, I I think a lot of history questions in this game tend to be very europe focused which i wish they weren't
0: yeah uh, yeah i mean to be fair it's also a problem within academia where we have yeah. so much literature based on european history but and we're just only now catching up with
1: oh yeah oh, that, that's an issue in asia as well so yeah we, a lot of history that is taught in asia as far as i know is very eurocentric so exactly anyway
0: so yeah uh, but then also uh the one about ancient rome uh, specifically, yeah. which Roman emperors were ruling at what particular time, mm-hmm. and that uh, was tickled me because you yeah, know that's yeah. a very specific kind of nerdiness to know <laughs> the rough era of certain Roman emperors.
1: Yeah, and I definitely think that uh, definitely Spiral, Russell, Philip—they are really getting in on that uh, that question.
0: Indeed, although I find it incredible that they uh, got the question about Tuttelberg Forest wrong. Okay, because it's, it's I mean, I say famous as all oh, everyone knows this, but it's—I think it's quite well known if you know your Roman history about the three legions being lost in Tudoberg Varus because led by this guy called Varus who was a bit of a moron because <laughs> hey, you know, Nepotus and tends to me have really terrible yep, army commanders. Fair enough, yes. And that's what drove the Emperor Augustus mad. Mm. apparently he was heard going through Rome saying virus bring me back my legions kind of despairing it's It's actually a very fascinating bit of history which I will not go into because
1: this is not a history podcast
0: no maybe I'll start one (laughs)
1: Um, another history question that I quite liked was about the Duke of Cambridge's mother's 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 mother and father's father's
0: father's father's father yeah the questions about uh, direct relatives of the current Duke of Cambridge yes Prince William and yeah fun to know Um, a lot of them uh, were the same person (laughs) well yeah because victoria had 11 kids Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm.
0: and they i mean there was a lot of incest right well i mean look they all went and got married but then their descendants would get married back in again that sounds like incest sort of yeah (laughs) but yeah very famously during the first world war of the five royal families Mm -hmm. five or six royal families three or four were related
1: yeah especially the
0: the English uh, king the German Kaiser Mm. the Russian um, Mm -hmm. Tsar and I think even the Italian king might have no he wasn't related so
1: these questions aren't as difficult as uh, we think
0: no but then again you know we have to keep in mind that we are you know suckers for this kind of trivia stuff (laughs) it it, it
1: all ends up being a toss up between what four people
0: (laughs) yeah I mean yes the the royal tree looks a little bit more like a reef if uh, you zoom out uh, too much (laughs) What other questions did you like since we're kind of...
1: Um, Well, I thought there were a lot of nice uh, music-related, Broadway-related, film-related questions, Mm -hmm. which I thought was... um, uh, um, It was nice to see RNCM uh, enjoy those questions, do really well at them as well.
0: Although, so I did see Crisp kind of nervously chuckle a couple of times when it was a music question. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like she was aware that oh this is all eyes on us yeah all eyes on us if we get this wrong
1: yeah well the funny thing is you know there would be a music related starter but then be a very different set of bonuses like on medicine or football in Poland yeah
0: that was a funny one wasn't it
1: (laughs) so it's not just knowledge in in music but also in other things which is where um, I want to say that the RNCM really shone Mm -hmm. I think the fact that they um, were neck in neck with Dundee towards the end absolutely uh, and could even be among the four highest scoring losers. They, I think that's a huge testament to the strength of the team. Absolutely.
0: You know, they currently are in the four highest scoring losers. They are, yes. Because only St. John's has a higher score than them in terms of uh, losing teams. Exactly. 155.
1: So, yeah, so right now we have St. John's Cambridge followed by UCL, Emmanuel Cambridge and the RNCM.
0: All 135. Yeah. So now, that's going to be interesting if there's another team which gets above 135 mm. because then it'll be... I don't know what the criteria are when you have equal...
1: Yeah, I don't know what happens. Maybe it's it's they they look at other statistics.
0: They've, it's happened before in a season I saw a few years ago, where I think the criteria are uh, the fewest wrong answers is uh, what put you ahead.
1: Yeah, it could be. So, so in this case, if a team next week were to get say 140, mm-hmm. that would be a, a three-way tie, right, between UCL, Emmanuel, Cambridge, and the RNCM. So there would need to be a
0: way to pick two out of these three. I think in. That case it might be Emmanuel who drops because they uh, attempted a lot of questions but uh, they struggled a lot with the bonus questions. Mm, so we shall see. We shall see indeed. Um But yeah in terms of performances I have to say uh, this was definitely a bit more of a slower paced match. Yeah yeah. But I think it, it, it might just be because of the nature of the questions because like we said there were some which were quite straightforward but then there were others which really came out of the field. <laughs> and once again this UK geography nerds mm. they need to be stopped they have struck yet again and now it's becoming cruel it's asking for a <laughs> point between two different points on the English coastline no absolute madman is setting they're, these questions they're, they're
1: angry now they're angry yes, they're, they're out for blood at this yes, point yes
0: they—they just pure, pure vengeance in <laughs> yeah. their eyes and malice on their thoughts
1: Uh I love
0: this. <laughs> there's. I love this little, <laughs> yeah.
1: this little side, little side plot we have going on. Yes.
0: Well, you subplot. You wait until the final. I bet you every question is going to be about UK geography <laughs> just to really rub it in these teams' faces. <laughs> exactly.
1: Um. Yeah.
0: Another uh, things to say about the performances. Yeah, a bit slower pace, but there's not you know a reflection that mm. you know these teams are worse than other ones we've seen before. It's just. Sometimes the way the questions flow, it just does happen to be their way. However, I do have to say with Dundee, they do need to be a lot faster with their conferring.
1: Yeah, I think so. They did really well on the starters. Yeah. But then they were a bit slow on the conferring. I think they could have um, got more points because they did... I mean, they did provide a lot of correct answers. Um, Not all the time, but yeah, I think they just could be a little bit more decisive. But we'll see how they do next round.
0: Yeah, I think being a bit more decisive and also I think being a bit more sure in their answers because Mm. I feel like once or twice someone was close to the right answer then they kind of moved away Mm. but again this is the first round it's always the most nerve-wracking because it's the first one where you're televised and you know we once again have a studio audience so there's definitely eyes on you Mm. so I can imagine that um, you know you'd probably get a little bit shaken and i would be. yeah i mean this is not a reflection that these teams are bad by any sense yeah um but talking more about rncm like we said they are conservatory so they definitely have the odds stacked against them because they are very highly specialized mm. but even then they held their own and often yeah twice they were leading
1: yeah i would even say special mention to Karu because mm. i thought he had an excellent knowledge of pop culture of films Even some of the more obscure films and things he he knew almost immediately, which I think just goes to show just how much of a kind of repository of knowledge he has about these
0: things. It's just really, really fun to see. Yeah, although I was surprised it took him that long to get Stranger Things, correct? Oh, okay. Well, he he got it pretty quickly, though. He did get it pretty quickly, but I feel like... It's yeah. now become so baked into our popular <laughs> kind of uh, zeitgeists. Yeah. Because that show has dominated Netflix conversation <laughs> for quite a while. Well, you'd
1: be surprised. I thought I was going to say The X-Files.
0: Actually, yeah, you did first guess The X-Files. <laughs>
1: it sounds a little bit
0: similar to The X-Files. Yeah, I mean, it's a throwback to that kind of show. Yeah, so kind of s-
1: retro synthesizers.
0: I can definitely see where you're coming from. And yeah. also Twin Peaks, which was another answer. Yeah. Because the music round was... Uh, TV and movie soundtracks, which have a heavy synthesizer, yeah, base. synthesizer score, yeah, which was again very nice to once again move away from classical music. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: that. yeah. It's always nice to to not have a classical music round.
0: Yeah, so maybe that's why it uh, took us a little bit uh, longer because maybe they were kind of primed to be yeah. I'm sure in classical exactly. Lectures. I'm sure
1: they are trained, of course, in classical music, yeah. right? So, um, but but yeah, I guess you know, popular music. That's something that is part of the is part of it as well I, a lot of it is, comes from classical music in some way and...
0: well there's definitely inspirations and you know the building blocks of what makes music has been fairly mutable in western music theory for a long time yeah I, like I so. mean we use the same meters that we've used for the last centuries yeah you know there is a reason why everyone still uses 4-4 because it's been around for so long mm. Mm-hmm. four three four five four you know the usual stuff mm-hmm. um is there anything else in terms of performances that you want to talk about? Uh,
1: well no except to say that that I hope that RNCM go through um, I, do too. I really I really like it when we are at the second round and advanced stages of the university challenge and we have a very specialized college like this an art college or a music college that no one really expects to go for but then they end up doing and and surprising not only the audience but themselves I always like watching that. Uh,
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, the highlight of two seasons ago was definitely whenever told, uh not only participated, but did well in. because you I was mean, just so surprised. the sheer joy on their face. Like, oh my God, we're this far. <laughs> Why are we allowed to be here? We don't deserve to be here. It was almost the kind of facial expressions you were Yeah, getting.
1: but they were so good, I remember. Oh, and,
0: uh, they were magnificent. They really, were, really strong. Uh, and I think they got to the quarterfinals. They is... did. They put up a very, very uh, formidable fight absolutely so congrats to them and it would be good to see RNCM again thing is I like pretty much all of the teams are in the top 4 at the moment so I don't know I feel like it's kind of tough to yeah. um, really say who I want to see the most go through mm-hmm. uh, we're just going to have to I guess uh, take wait it wait and see yeah I mean at least that way I won't be upset with whoever goes through from the best scoring losers yep yep Um, before we move on to stats uh, we should mention because we didn't uh, the picture rounds yeah so the first round was pretty standard geography question Mm mm-hmm But um, what was surprising to me was because it was U.S. cities which have a footprint of above 300 square miles.
1: Yeah, that was pretty surprising to find out
0: about. I mean, I know that uh, U.S. cities are big and Houston, for example, we've driven past. So I know Mm -hmm. it's big because I remember driving past that city for easily 20, 30 minutes. Mm. It's the size of South Yorkshire. Mhm. No city has any business being that big. I mean, I don't have a reference for South Yorkshire,
1: but I take your word that it's big.
0: Okay, South Yorkshire, I mean, you could probably fit a good half of Singapore into that. Just wow. to kind of give you a sense of okay, size. Okay,
1: okay, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, it just, you have to think that they have to be very inefficient in how that city was planned. <laughs> Because it's not like there are 50 million people or something in there. Yeah. It's only about, I think, 10 million people in Houston. Okay. 10, mm-hmm. 10 12 million? I don't know exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of very inefficient land usage. Well, I would there's say. just so much space in the US in general. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, you know, you could me squeezing a little bit more, you know, a little <laughs> bit more land for our natural resources. Just to be more
1: efficient. You know. Anyway, I think anyway. it's now time
0: to uh, hop on over to Stats Corner.
1: Yeah, so Stats Corner brought to you by UC Stats uh, on Twitter. Mm hmm. So, Dundee actually um, came in with a very impressive 9 out of 11 starters correct. Nice. So, that's 82%. Uh, not as great on the bonuses, though, like you mentioned Uh, Only 11 out of 27.
0: Yeah, that's low 40s in terms of percentage, Definitely
1: 41. Mm -hmm. And the RNCM, 8 out of 11 starters, so equally good. That's very close. Yeah. Uh, Bonuses, 12 out of 24. So actually, slightly better on the bonuses than uh, Dundee. So exactly 50%. Yeah,
0: because there was only a difference of 10 points in the scores. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was because they did drop points at the beginning Mm. in probably the most um, (laughs) unfortunately amusing long uh, yeah. answers. But the um, uh, the question I was asking about lemmings but you answered tigers. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, they're both mammals, but
1: yeah, pretty, pretty different kinds of mammals.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. well, both can be terrifying if you walk into them. Sure, it's I, more I, about yeah. sense of scale.
1: Exactly, um, but then I think, um, I mean, I have to note that that spiral mm-hmm. from Dundee. He came in with five out of five correct starters, which That's is really impressive. good. That's one I of think, the top ones. Yeah, I, I think he is definitely one of the highest scoring um, individuals. Yeah, so he's actually sixth. Right now, yeah, it's pretty good, and I think he actually did help to push uh, Dundee ahead for sure. I think he gave them that that edge with so many starter questions, absolutely. Um, and then after Spiral, we had Carew with four out of four, Stonier with three out of four, Mm -hmm. Roberts with two out of three, yeah, and then Philip Crisp and Wills with one correct starter apiece. So, again, uh, almost everyone buzzed in, yeah, so that's always a good sign.
0: No, that's very good. No, I, I have to say that I was quite impressed with both of them but once again it's more of a sense of these were just very nice teams to watch yeah you know they seemed very pleasant and I really liked how Estonia would apologize to Paxman yeah. when they uh, <laughs> be told off. <laughs> yeah I think Paxman didn't mean to tell him off but it's just <laughs>
1: kind of I asked for a, a two letter word you gave me a three letter word oh, yeah. yeah
0: sorry so, <laughs> I mean okay. you don't have to apologise he's yeah. just clarifying why he didn't get the points even though technically he was correct because he asked for yeah. cold fusion he gave uh kind of low heat fusion or something. Uh uh-huh, yeah. Just I mean you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But that's not specifically the answer that we were looking yeah. for. Yeah.
1: And I think I, I've seen on Twitter that sometimes uh these players they do zone out. I'm not saying that this is what this is what happened, but I've seen a few times that, that players kind of miss the question because they just tuned out a little bit just for a few seconds and then they missed out crucial parts of the question. So I mean not that just happens.
0: Not just saying on Twitter, on live on the show oh, they have yeah. been saying sorry I Zone now, <laughs> yes yes which is the most honest thing i've ever heard anyone yeah, say amazing. on uh, national television indeed so i think it is now time to uh, we can't hold it off any longer no nope. we do need to answer the Our question most hotly
1: anticipated best dressed who is the best dressed all right so on the count of three Two, one. Russell. Russell. Oh, hey. brilliant. I love Second her. Second little... week in a row. Yeah, her strawberry kind of um, knitted, vest. knitted vest top. Amazing. Beautiful. It was
0: so cute, especially with the strawberries. Yes. It was fantastic. Yes. I know,
1: very nice to see. Yeah,
0: unfortunately, there were a lot of t-shirts uh, this time around.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although, Paul looked smart, I thought.
0: Yeah, I mean, they all looked fine and... You know, I would say I quite liked Karu's uh, uh, tattoos. I thought they were yeah. actually very nice. And
1: yeah, great hairstyle. I yeah. also would say crisp. I liked her kind of green uh, knitted jumper. I was yeah. a nice color, I thought. So. She was
0: giving me kind of Annie Taylor Joy from yeah, Queen's yeah, Gambit yeah, vibes. Yeah. exactly, yeah. Which I thought was very nice, very smart. Yeah. And of course, Tonya. he looks a bit like a <laughs> um, Stephen Mangan. Okay. Yeah, he's a British uh, comedian. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the vibes I was getting from him. Mm-hmm. And Philip just looks, you know, very nice. Yeah, he had a very so. lovely smile.
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. I, I noticed that smile as well.
0: So <laughs> I think that is uh, all we have to say about this week. Yeah. Thank you once again for tuning in. And as always, if you have anything else you want to say, you can find us on all our socials.
1: Uh, So we're on Instagram at I Got That One, also on Twitter as IGTO. Uh, You can even drop us an email at IGTOpodcast at gmail.com.
0: Indeed, thank you very much. And until next week, it's goodbye from me.
1: And goodbye from me.